country, Wax 104.5. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, 29 degrees. We'll have partly cloudy. A few flurries flying around up north. And if you go way down southern Wisconsin, the Chicago area, you're going to get snow this morning. But around here, not anything like that. Partly cloudy, we should see even a little bit of sun today as well. As we'll get about 47, 59 and sun tomorrow, and that'll be the good one for the next few days. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. As we said, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX. So, Claire, let's get some of the news of the morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump says some states could start the process of opening back up immediately. You know, you have states without any problem. You have states with few cases, and those few cases have healed. You have states with very little death, relatively speaking. He says the states will have to meet requirements outlined in new guidelines, which include metrics regarding testing and protocols to protect at-risk people. States that have seen smaller coronavirus outbreaks will likely open before hotspot states like New York, New Jersey, and California. The president says ultimately the decision of when to reopen is going to be up to each state's governor. Treasury Department and IRS officials saying they're trying to fix problems in dispersing stimulus checks. The Washington Post reports that many Americans report either not getting their money yet or getting the wrong amount. Some parents say they did not get the extra $500 per child. IRS officials say they have processed nearly 80 million payments in under three weeks. That's little more than half of the expected number of payments. A new Hill-Harris X poll shows a quarter of 18 to 34-year-olds or someone they know delayed treatment for coronavirus-related symptoms because of money. It's the same story for 21% of 35 to 49-year-olds. Less than 5% of those over 50 said their bank account played a role. But the poll also shows the vast majority of all respondents didn't wait to get treatment. President Trump's approval rating is down a bit at this stage of the COVID-19 pandemic. A Gallup poll says 43% of Americans approve of Trump's job performance, a six-point slide since mid-March. Americans are feeling better about Congress, however, after it passed a massive stimulus bill. For the first time since 2009, 30% of the country gives Congress a passing grade. And Boeing is preparing to start up production again. The aerospace giant announced it's going to start production on commercial aircraft at its Washington State facilities next week. Around 27,000 employees will return to work on various models. Officials say safety measures are in place to maintain a safe work environment. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. You ever been by that Boeing plant or Boeing facility out there around Seattle and Everett, Washington, around there? I have not. And it's that's massive. One of my, uh, that's on the bucket list, just to see the size of the thing. It's unbelievable. The planes that are parked there and yeah. the, the buildings. I mean, right. you know, the garage doors that they open to get these planes <laughs> right. out, are, they're like the size of a football field. It's That's just right. unbelievable. Boeing is, uh, you know, obviously you're dealing with big equipment, so you've got to have those kind of facilities, but uh, that is quite a place. So, again, you know, and I was looking this morning, just happened to see, uh, I was watching some of the early news on television, and Pepin County has no cases. Trempolo County has one. I think mm-hmm. Russ County has two, so it's not a... I mean, not a problem. Is that the right word uh, around well, some of these? We've got, I think, twenty-two in Eau Claire. Yeah, I think I think there there one way that I keep looking at it too is maybe this is working. What we're doing, staying at home, and well, it's definitely working. I mean, is it, if yeah. it does spread, it's man, this is a five percent. Pick a hundred people who get it, and yeah, five exactly. of them are going to die. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's rough. That's the kick. But again, when they compare it to other deaths, I mean, right. it's, you know, what what do you do? I mean, it's uh, you got to believe the medical people yep. more so than the politicians, <laughs> I guess, because not many of them are medically trained. Right. So again, uh, do what you have to do because uh, it's a situation we've got to live with, unfortunately, for a while yet. And as Governor Evers said, till May twenty sixth, now the safer at home. Again, I don't want to call it legislation, but uh, doctrine or directive, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not fun, that's for sure. All right, we got five minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got uh, 29 degrees. We'll tell you more about the weather coming up here on Wax. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo, from questions 
we grow. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather's going to be actually pretty good. Now, a little cooler than normal, but uh, I think the rain and the snow are behind us. Right now, the snow's down southern Wisconsin, around Chicago as well. So today, partly cloudy around here, upper 40s, 59, give or take a degree or two. So I'm sure down by La Crosse and that part of the world, probably be uh, 60s plus tomorrow with some sunshine. Problem is we still got a little bit of a northwest wind, and that's keeping kind of cool out there. That breeze was cold yesterday. I was out for a while, and it was cold. Sunday, 51 and sun, 55 on Monday, 53 on Tuesday. The best chance of showers looks like it's going to be on Wednesday, a chance of showers, but it's going to be about 63 degrees. So it's better the early week is gone and a little better weather in store for us now. Green Bay's 32 currently, Milwaukee 38, Madison Sun Prairie at 34. We got Wausau at 30, Marshfield at 28, Rice Lake 27. And again, there have been a few flurries around Rice Lake and north of Rice Lake this morning, but that's all it is according to what they're telling us. And as we said, 27 degrees there. 35 right now down by La Crosse and 30 or 29 here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. We'll take a look at some markets. It's Friday morning, 7 minutes after 5 at WAC. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get to it on a Friday morning. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets. And, Scott, as we get to Friday morning, the cash livestock numbers. Fed beef steers are at 82 to 93 and a half, as are fed beef heifers at 82 and 93 and a half to 93 and a half. High and choice fed Holstein steers are at 81 to 85 and a half, with select and choice 862 to 79 and a half. Cows are at 30 to 52. Bulls 49 to 82 and a half. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 38 to 41. Sows 20 to 29. Boars are 11 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 120 to 160 with feeder lambs at 160 to 240. And taking a look at the mercantile exchange as far as livestock futures, a little higher yesterday on the cattle, a little lower on the hogs. April live cattle ninety five fifty at the close. That's up seventy seven. June cattle eighty six forty seven up one sixty five. August at ninety sixty five up a dollar twelve. And October live cattle at ninety five forty. That's up forty two. Feeder cattle for May one eighteen forty seven up two ninety. August at one twenty eight sixty two. That's up a dollar ninety. September at one twenty nine seventy seven. One seventy seven better. And October also up 177 at 130.50. Lean hog carcass contracts went lower again yesterday. May down to 37.32. That's down 212. June hogs at 43.17 down a dollar 45. July 51.07 down 65. August at 55.42 down 62. As uh, closing these packing plants, causing some backups in the supply chain, and uh, we're seeing the results of that. As we look at those markets, Board of Trade overnight, May corn somehow found a way to go a little higher, up two cents overnight. May corn this morning at 321 a bushel. The oats down one at 288. Wheat down two at 587. May soybeans up two cents at 839. And meal up $1.10 at 292 dollars and 90 cents. Barrel cheese down three and a quarter cents to a dollar a pound. Blocks up three quarters to a dollar and three quarter cents. Butter was up two cents to a dollar sixteen. Class three prices uh, were mixed. Near months were lower. Then it got a little better. April, thir- if you can describe these prices as a little better, but April thirteen forty one yesterday. May eleven oh two that was down sixteen. June at twelve eleven down twenty two. July was up three cents at thirteen ninety one. August up a nickel at fifteen dollars even. And prices were mixed each month out through the end of the year. So that's where we are this morning with our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Ten and a half minutes now 
after 5 o'clock, 29 degrees, on our way to about 47 today. A1 Rental Express in Eau Claire and Rice Lake wants you to know they're open and renting, thoroughly cleaning and sanitizing their items every day. With over 5,000 items, they have what you need for everyday and unforeseen projects. Essentials like generators, dehumidifiers, LP gas, and ozone machines designed to kill viruses. Lana Garden tools for every task and equipment for any size project. So call ahead, reserve with a credit card. They offer contactless curbside pickup, and they load it for you. A1 Rental, excelling in customer service and open for you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. These are challenging times, and if you're in business, you have to make some adjustments. We're going to talk about some of those adjustments being made by the folks at United Mutual Insurance of Medford. Tony Wilkie is with us, and Tony... First of all, let's talk about uh, quickly what kind of services and insurance coverage you have for the folks, uh, especially for our rural farming friends. Okay, United Mutual is uh, uh, based in in Medford, Wisconsin. Uh, we also have a uh, branch in Osceola, a uh, little town called East Farmington, just south of Osceola. And uh, we are a community-owned uh, mutual insurance company. Uh, we operate much like a credit union or a co-op. So our, our uh, policyholders have uh, ownership in the company, and uh, we, the bulk of our business is uh, farm owners and homeowners. As we get into this days of the coronavirus, how are you doing business? Have you got offices open, closed, strictly by phone, by online? How are you doing it? Insurance companies have been deemed an essential business uh, under the financial uh, uh, arms of the governor's order. So our offices are both open and operating, but they're closed to the public so that we don't have uh, uh, people flowing in and out of our offices for the protection of our employees. And the employees that are set up and able to are working remotely from home. Um, the only thing that we've done as an adjustment is we're, we're not going out onto people's properties unless they actually have a a claim filed with us that needs attention. And uh, even some of those claims you probably can take care of without even accessing the landowner. You just take a look at it yourself and make your decision? Correct. Uh, matter of fact, uh, a little bit of a storm rolled through this week, and we've gotten some claims that, that need some addressing. We're calling the insureds, and, and there's going to be no interaction with them on the properties uh, so they can stop out, get a look at the damage, get get all the information we need to proceed with the uh, the claim and uh, minimize any potential interaction with other uh, people through that process. So to get a hold of uh, you or any of the folks at United Mutual, phone, internet, lots of ways to do it, and business, not as usual, but business is being conducted. Correct. We're, we're 90% as normal. Uh, the only difference is walk-in traffic is, is limited just to... Um, keep the doors shut to keep public out but our, our website's up and running uh, they can call our, our numbers of our offices and our agents are all um, available also so it, it, that would be the starting point for most of the situations with our insurers is to call their agent uh, if they have trouble getting a hold of anybody they can also call our office and again that's Tony Wilkie with United Mutual Insurance up in the Medford area, a little black. It used to be a little black mutual. So, uh, But you were mm-hmm. telling me Tony was a basketball hero over at Loyola. Well, this is the same Tony Wilkie I know. He canned a big shot back in about 1980-something in, mm-hmm. in the sectional semifinals, I believe it was, that uh, propelled, propelled him onto another the game. Huh? to another game. Oh, yeah. uh, good. Yeah. Well, it's, unfortunately, we, we didn't have anybody <laughs> able to do that this year because of this virus <laughs> yep. that canceled all the tournament action, which was... Very unfortunate. All right, it's quarter after five. We've got uh, some farm news to look at. What are some of the stories making the news? Well, the payroll protection program run by the Small Business Administration has been swamped with demand, so much so that there might not be any money left from the $350 billion assigned to that program. The loans have been for small businesses, including farms, that have less than 500 employees. The money can be used to meet payroll expenses, including benefits, pay interest on mortgages, as well as rent and utilities. So far, Wisconsin is ninth among states in money received from that program. 
program at almost $7.3 billion on 31,702 loans. Minnesota is eighth with businesses there getting $7.6 billion. Unfortunately, all the funds in that program are spoken for, but Congress is trying to pass legislation that would put more money back in that program. Wisconsin U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin is asking the Agriculture Department to help out another hard-hit agricultural industry in the state, the cranberry growers. Baldwin wants the department to buy surplus cranberry products and donate them to food pantries and other feeding programs across the country. And yesterday I had a chance to talk with uh, Tom Lochner. Tom is the executive director of the Wisconsin Cranberry Growers to uh, find out how this whole situation is affecting the cranberry growers, you know, not just the COVID virus, but, you know, those tariffs and, right. uh, you know, those retaliatory tariffs. And mm-hmm. so we'll have that uh, coming up in a future program. But, uh, again, the cranberry, there's so many tentacles to the tariffs and this COVID virus and where it reaches and what effect it has on various industries in agriculture. And, of course, our agriculture here in Wisconsin is so diverse that it really touches a lot of people. So we got a hold of uh, Tom yesterday to talk to him about that, and and uh, he explains it, and uh, we'll share that with you here going forward. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Really. Also, uh, before you get to more, Congressman Ron Kine has a plan to have the federal government buy more milk. Congressman yesterday officially introduced the Family Farm Rescue Plan. The idea is to have the USDA buy as much unsold milk as it can and give that milk away through the food banks and other government programs. And uh, Sonny Purdue, that's part of our news, has already said he's going to do that. He also wants to see other price support programs brought back, the margin protection program and, uh, you know, the program that a lot of dairy farmers didn't sign up for because everybody thought the margins wouldn't uh, have an effect this year. Yep. But who expected this? So a lot of farmers didn't sign up. So this is something that obviously was out of... uh, Farmers Control kind of also says uh, we need to finalize and get this thing in motion, this U.S.-Mexico-Canada free trade agreement. So what else you got there about Sonny Perdue? Well, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said this week that a good share of the estimated $16 billion designated to help U.S. agriculture gets that the agriculture gets through the COVID-19 pandemic will go to buy milk and meat to help with hunger relief around the uh, countryside. He also told the media that he is hoping to get more aid to farmers at the end of June. And I think the question most people are asking, <laughs> where's all this money coming from? I mean, $350 billion in the Paycheck Protection Program. And, I mean, this is, you start talking we've already those... got uh, the biggest deficit in the history of the country just in normal times that because was, that, that tax was... cut didn't, uh, you know, doesn't right. bring in a lot of revenue to the government. So. A lot of challenges out there, that's for sure. Yeah, you're talking trillions of dollars, and it's got to come from someplace. So we're going to be at home until May 26th, according to the governor. That means as the temperatures warm up and the ground warms up, we're going to be in the garden. You've already started a little bit of garden work at your place, haven't you? I did. I took a ride on my cross-country skis the other day, went back (laughs) in the house, and started some... uh, well, leafy vegetable kind sure. of things, or the cold weather plants, got them in the windowsill to get some things rolling because it's going to come. Yeah, and I haven't looked in the grocery store. People are telling me that you go into these stores and uh, some of these seed packets and things. I haven't seen this. Those people told me that some of these seed packets and things are roped off. They're off limits for right now. I don't know why. I, I don't know about that. But yeah. uh, the, the feature that we're going to be listening to in a minute, uh, she talks about... Uh, have, trying to purchase some of the seed containers, uh, you know, I, yeah. I get creative. I have small egg cartons lying oh, around. That's and, what a lot of people and use. started it, but uh, yeah, those those kinds of things are flying off the shelves. Yeah, we're going to hear from uh, Debbie Keesler, Wisconsin Garden Club Federation, or Caitlin Riley down in the La Crosse area, had a chance to her to talk about uh, gardening and gardening supplies as we hopefully get the warm weather we're looking for and to get into the gardening season. We. We haven't stuck the thermometer in the ground yet because there's snow still on the ground out uh, in the back of our lot behind our barn. But uh, hopefully with the weather we're going to have this weekend, the last of the snow will melt away and just be a fond memory now until <laughs> until June we get some more. Huh? But Because uh, we can get it any time of the year out here. You know, one thing noticing about that snow melting, Bob, they call that poor man's 
fertilizer, so many of them. Where that snow is melted right now, oh, is it green. Yeah, oh, there's no question about it. But we don't get the acid rain anymore. You know, we don't have sulfur or anything like right. that. So we've got to do that ourselves. So, again, snow is melting. Gardening's not that far away. We're going to hear about it. Coming up on Wax, almost 21 after 5. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good Friday has come and gone. Did you get your potatoes in the ground? I don't think many people did. But what about gardening, the gardening season? Will it ever get here with the cold temperatures we've had this week? A lot of folks, of course, are getting anxious. Uh, Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And unless your barn is a greenhouse, you're not growing much. And, uh, Caitlin, you found out that the, the gardening season is, while it's maybe not here yet, it's very much on the minds of a lot of people. That's right, Bob. This is Caitlin Riley on the western end of the world's longest barn. And like you said, we may not have gotten those eyes in the ground, but we're keeping our eyes on the forecast for what will be happening in the garden season. And personally, I've always complained that things come too quickly, especially in the stores. It seems like we have Christmas trees coming out before Halloween is over. But I was chatting with Debbie Kiesler. She's part of the Wisconsin Garden Club Federation. In fact, she's the Cooley District Director. And she says just like eggs or toilet paper, gardening supplies are flying off the shelf. And one thing she noted is that they put in those orders for what goes into stores months ahead of time. And I don't know about you, but I never imagined we would be in the state that we are now with coronavirus and more and more people are getting interested in picking up gardening as life slows down. So if you find your seeds or pots in the store, she says you better pick it up now before it's too late. I needed to go to Walmart to get the little peat pot where you plant it and then you can put it in the ground and it just dissolves. So I'm at our local Walmart and I'm like, I I couldn't find them. So of course there's a person and I said, do you have any more peat pots? And he goes, just a couple. And they were quite large. I had just wanted some to maybe start like some sunflowers and some other stuff. Then I said, why are you getting more? He goes, oh no. This came in December, and this is all we get till next December. He goes, they're flying out of here because everybody now wants to start a garden. And he goes, oh, you know, they got kids at home, so they're all planting seeds. The guy at Walmart went, oh, my God, we're going through a lot of seeds. And I even said to my husband, I said, we are not going to be able to kind of take our time and go, oh, we'll get it later. We're going to have to kind of grab it when we see it if there's this many people buying it. You know, these orders went in last year. You know, they didn't order their seeds three weeks ago. Stores work six to eight months in advance of a season. So bulbs, seeds, anything with gardening, this was purchased and ordered in October. And so what they get is what they get. There's not a, oh, gee, we ran out of this, we'll get more. That will be something to kind of work around, I think, this spring. Whereas I think in the past, you didn't really have a problem getting green bean seeds or lettuce seeds. Is stuff going to come to Walmart and our tractor supply and our other kind of garden center like usual? Is this stuff going to just show up the first week of May like usual? Yeah. What are we concerned as well about nurseries getting access to those not only because they have to be staffed with people who might be cutting back with everything happening, but also people might be concerned about having too many customers in one greenhouse. I would actually say that nurseries and greenhouses, they've got their stuff. Their stuff is in the greenhouses now, at least in a greenhouse, and I'm guessing Because it's outside and it's not quite so contained, I guess, like, you know, like a banquet room or something where you're indoors, that it might not be a problem, that maybe right now they just have people going in to do the watering and take care of the stuff, and that doesn't require a lot of people. Is it too early to start digging around in the ground? 
Yes. <laughs> so the first thing I think people should look at is where their garden is going to be. Do they have access to a community garden? Are they going to be doing this in their yard? Maybe people want to think that all they got to do is kind of bring up the grass and use that soil, and that's not necessarily amenable to produce. My husband and I actually have a community garden that we lease every summer from the city. We've had it for so long that the soil is in good shape. It's got nutrients. It's got worms. It's not dead soil, which unfortunately a lot of people's yards kind of are. So you kind of have to get to know what you have out there before you start putting things in the ground. For example, right now, yes, it's the beginning of April. Our plot is still too wet for us to rototill it. It'll probably be closer to the end of April. But even at the end of April, I will not be putting plants in the ground. The last frost date is May 22nd for our area. No plant is going to work if the soil is cold. What is a good soil temperature if people have their handy thermometers out there? I'm going to say I don't know what they'd be looking at for temperature. I can tell you an old wives' tale, and that is if you can sit in your soil without (laughs) your butt getting cold, it's warm enough to plant. (laughs) I mean, that's what people have told me. I have never tried that. But, you know, my husband and I have just learned after all these years that to even put anything in our ground before the middle of May is is just kind of fruitless. And what about unique gardening strategies like companion planting? A lot of times certain vegetables do better if they're planted next to something else. So like I plant my Brussels sprouts next to my cabbage. I plant my tomatoes next to my peppers. And that takes a little bit of work. I mean, then you've got to look up companion planting. You've got to draw out kind of how your garden is going to be. You've got to kind of do your homework. It's not just let's go to the store and buy a pack of green bean seeds and come home and stick them in the ground. Now, are there things people can start doing in their homes until it does get warmer? I know on a lot of social media, I've been seeing people doing a lot of things under fluorescent lights in their houses. If they have an area like in a basement where you've got grow lights, yes, you can take the seeds and the peat pots and and make your own bedding plants and then uh, transplant those into your garden. The one thing people need to remember is that plants need to be what's called hardened off. You can't just take that from indoors where it's warm under a light and pop it in the ground. You need to get it used to the outside. Have you heard of people doing gardening if they're in an apartment setting or things like that from their balcony? Or Yes, yes. You can plant produce in a pot. You can get what's called patio tomatoes. You just need a fairly significant pot, and you need like a wire basket because it's going to need something to climb on, and you can put a tomato plant right in there and have tomatoes. And that's what I do. I I used to have a garden. Yeah. And I planted some sweet corn and tomatoes and carrots and mm-hmm. onions and things like that, and I just couldn't beat the deer to it and i'm in town i mean i got a a deep yard and deer can run through the pine trees there and they're all over it i mean i'm just i'm thinking oh boy about another day or two i'm gonna have some dandies i go out there and they're gone well they're gone the thing is in town you don't have the same uh possibilities for uh keeping deer away that some of us do in the countryside no, some of them get lead poisoning when they get too close to the <laughs> in the countryside. I, I can't do that uh, in the city. But but I'll tell you, where I live on the south side of Eau Claire, there, in fact, this morning, yeah, I chased the deer. I didn't chase the deer. I thought, what in the world was that? A deer running, I mean, for yeah. about three blocks running yep. in front of me on the sidewalk. And then yep. there were more coming up behind. So there are a lot of deer in the city. And, uh, boy, I tell you, oh, they don't seem to want to do anything about it. 
and it's a it's a problem because you can't you know you can't keep flowers or anything else. Right. Uh, you know you you don't want to have fences all around. It looks like a prison. That's but right. That's you know what. But that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about the gardening is if we. I don't remember it, but the history tells me uh, the victory gardens in World War II, oh, yeah. the government uh, With this COVID suggested... virus, we might have to have victory <laughs> that, gardens. Exactly, again. and that's, that's what a lot of people are, are yeah, proposing really are. What's pushing. Going on? What's going on in the news here before we get to the weather with Kelly? Indeed. Governor Tony Evers yesterday extended the order to keep people at home and keep many businesses in the state closed until at least May 26th. He also ordered schools in the state closed for the rest of the school year. Um, that uh, came with limited openings for businesses, libraries, and activities. He also um, uh, does not have a, uh, top Republicans, I'm saying, at the Capitol say the governor does not have unbri- unbridled power to close the state, and they're looking at some legislative and legal options to challenge the governor. But Wisconsin's not alone in making the decision on when to reopen. Governor Evers yesterday signed on to a group with the governors of Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky to work together on coming back from the coronavirus. That group says they'll keep each other in the loop about decisions to reopen. Iowa's governor declined to join that group. Wisconsin could have 4,000 cases of the coronavirus and 200 deaths by the end of the day. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday said there are 3,960 coronavirus cases in Wisconsin. DHS officials say 198 people have died from the virus. Two suspected gang members from Chicago are in custody in Eau Claire for a deadly home invasion last month. Prosecutors yesterday filed first-degree homicide charges against Ian Kearns, Joe Moya, and Juan Oliveras. Moya and Alvarez are in custody. Kearns is on the run. Police say the three burst into an apartment on Capus Drive on March 20th for a robbery. While they, while there, they killed Edwin Garcia Smith and wounded a woman. Police say they identified the suspects from a handgun left at the scene of the crime. And there's a manhunt underway for two inmates who walked away from a prison in Portage. The Wisconsin Department of Corrections said 37-year-old James Newman and 46-year-old Thomas Deering escaped from the Columbia Correctional Institution yesterday morning. The two are considered dangerous. Authorities say the two might be headed to or or already might be in Madison. And we'll take a look at uh, more news coming up. We're going to get our weather also, but uh, again... As we look at our calendar, because of the uh, shutdown of the state, basically sheltered home, the Midwest Horse Fair canceled, uh, not being held in Madison. Again, that's one of the two biggest events held every year at the Align Energy Center. Of course, World Dairy Expo, the end of September, 1st of October. Hopefully, that is going to go on, but, uh, you know, stay tuned, so to speak. But again, we're hearing more dairy breakfasts are done Abbotsford FFA alumni dairy breakfast scheduled uh, in early June, canceled. Portage County dairy breakfast canceled. And uh, we've heard of Dunn County, Jackson County, and uh, others as well. We'll get the whole list when we get uh, a little closer to June dairy month. But again, some are, are making the decision right now. I talked to some folks at the Chamber of Commerce down in uh, Eau Claire, and they said no final decision has been made yet, but uh, that's coming. They said, well, with Farm Technology Days, We'll see what happens. Yes, we will. We'll see what happens. All right, let's take a look at our weather on a Friday morning. Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Looks like it's getting better, huh? Slowly but surely, yeah. It looks like uh, headed in the weekend. It's uh, going to be getting uh, nicer. You know, our average high is 59 now, so we've been falling well short of that. And even though today will be about 10 degrees warmer, it's going to feel about 10 degrees uh, or feel about 10 degrees uh, below our average. It looks like that sunshine should help us out a little bit this afternoon. Tomorrow will be closer to that average. There is a cold front that will knock our temperatures a little bit on Sunday. Next week, though, we should start to rebound uh, toward the middle and later part of the week back into the 60s. So just have to get through a little bit of a chill this morning with temperatures in the upper 20s and low 30s. Might see a flurry or two this morning, but then we'll look at partly cloudy skies and a high of 47. Tonight, mostly clear down to 31. Saturday, 
Tomorrow looks beautiful, especially after what we've been dealing with over the last week. Partly cloudy skies up to 59. It will be a bit breezy with that wind out of the south. Then a cold front slips our temperature back down to 51 with mostly sunny skies on Sunday. 55 on Monday, partly cloudy. Right now with cloudy skies, temperature at 30. I'm Sky Warren 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Hey, enjoy the weekend. I'm sure you're going to, how long a bike ride are you going to take this weekend? You know, I've, uh, I, I don't know. i got to get my road bike. It's still, uh, uh, in the shops, so to speak. Oh, it needs to get the, fixed up. Yeah. Getting the spring tuning, huh? Yeah, really need to get that fixed well, up. Well, all right. Enjoy it. You too. There he goes. Kelly Slifko over there at Skywarn 13. We got markets, more news. Brent's going to join us. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we are going to get to our markets here in just a moment. But uh, one more story that's uh, very interesting as far as our farm news is concerned, Scott. That's right. More dairy farmer-owned cooperatives are rolling out new strategies to get the dairy industry through the current crisis. Dairy farmers in the central area of Dairy Farmers of America have received notice of some changes beginning May 1st. Those changes say each member will be assigned a base equal to 100% of their March 2020 production. For that amount of milk, the farmer will receive full value. And excess production above that base means the farmer will get a discount off the base price based on the next market return or the net market return. Other co-ops are offering other types of incentives, such as signing contracts for the base milk price for the next year, with farmers paying for the cost of hauling their milk to the processing plant. And it's going to be more of these. I mean, we don't we don't want to dump milk, and so uh, some of these options are out there. But uh, got the letter from DFA in front of me, and that's what they're calling for. And other uh, cooperatives coming up with some of their own and private private plants. Coming up with those options, as you look at those, you know, you sign a year contract. Depending right. on what that price is, you got to be careful. So make sure you, you pencil in the numbers. Get your financial people with you because these prices are obviously not good right now. But if those uh, opportunities are there, and I, I don't know if the opportunity is the right word, right. but uh, that option, I guess, uh, is there, you probably at least have to look at it. It'll be interesting, I think, coming out of this to see whether or how many of these um, uh, production management plans stay in place. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you look at uh, even Canada, as we had in the news yesterday, Canada with their supply management program, there are provinces right. up there, most provinces up there being told that uh, they gotta they got to dump some milk. So yes. there's a, you know, it's a system that's... Uh, getting hit all over the world, not just here in the United States. So uh, we'll we'll keep following these things because it is a, a moving picture. It really is a moving target every day. Hey, we just got a call from a guy from Colorado, and he came up with a way to keep the deer away. He says, it works in Colorado, so I'm going to try it. I won't tell you what it is until I later this summer after the flowers come up and the buds and the blossoms come out and see see if we can keep it away because it's not something that uh, not something you can get at a garden store well the, the i'm not going to give it away but the only question will be whether it, a direct application is best or or indirect application mm-hmm. well, well we'll see but uh, <laughs> it's uh i've never done it before but we'll try it i think i'm not sure yet all right 29 <laughs> degrees we're looking for about 47 partly cloudy Tomorrow will be the best day for a few days, sunshine and 59, and then in the 50s till Wednesday, and then Wednesday it should get into the low 60s, but on Wednesday it looks like a chance of showers in the forecast. All right, we're about 18 minutes before 6 before, uh, six o'clock. Let's get to some markets. Where are we going first here from the sale barns? Let's go to Mark Coger from Equity Altoona. In the Fed cattle division on very light supply, high-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers. 73 to 78 choice Holsteins, 66 to 72 with your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers, 
selling 65 and down. 20% of slaughter cows here on Thursday selling from 50 to 54. We topped at 57. 60% of cows selling from 36 to 50 with 20% of the cows selling below 36. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 57 to 73. We topped at 78. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves selling 95 pounds and up. Here on Thursday, selling from $20 to $90 per head. Your light and poor quality calves selling below. Your fancy beef calves selling from $50 to $220 per head. Quick reminder, special feeder sale here on Friday, the 17th of April. We're expecting 150 to 200 head. A lot of good beef calves and some real fancy Holstein calves weighing in that 500-pound range that will be right on full feed. For more information on the sale, you can give us a call here at the market at 715-835-3104 or go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. Now, this is Mark Kogas from the Equity Altoon Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. You have a great day, too. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford barn on a Friday morning. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. And, uh, well, I guess if there's uh, anything positive, the snowstorm this time is missing us. And I was uh, watching the radar here on the on the TV, and uh, yeah, northern Illinois, some places, they're looking five to seven inches. Yeah, good season. for them. <laughs> I hope they enjoy it, that's for sure. But we've got some sunshine and better weather coming our way. So let's wrap up the week over there at Stratford. All right, Bob, I'll do that, and I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this is a summary from yesterday, Thursday, this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the market cow auction this week, uh, we did see a little bit stronger market on the cows. Again, uh, lighter volumes uh, uh, on the all market animals and the high yielding fleshy cows on the close yesterday were selling from 44 to 54, and we did see top cows at 55. Uh, the majority of the cows this week, your average dairy cows, were selling from 33 to 44. Thin, plain, light carcass cows, 32 and below. Bull trade this week, your better quality bulls are at 60 to 72. Extreme top in the bulls did reach 81. Uh, that was on a beef bull. Lighter weight bulls, 60 and back. Fed cattle on a very, very light test. Uh, choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from uh, 63 to 74. Select grading cattle, 60 and down. And get, again, very little test on the, uh, on the beef, uh, beef fat cattle. Now into the calf market, replacement Holstein bull calves uh, closed mostly steady yesterday. Again, buyers very cautious and selective. 85, 230-pound bull calves, 42, 110. We did top at 120 on Monday. Heifer calves, $40 and below. Beef calves, good demand, 130 to 230, and they did top at 255. And we're going to take a peek at next week's schedule here at Equity Stratford. Uh, regular market auction, uh, all four days next week as scheduled. Our next hay sale, again, will be uh, the 21st, as we do sell hay uh, every Tuesday here now in Stratford. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Also, uh, dairy sale also next Tuesday. And, folks, uh, if you are looking for dairy cattle, I know money is very, very short, but we do have a lot of good quality dairy cattle for sale at a private treaty basis. Actually, now is the time to be picking up these. If you need some, I know money is very short, but uh, the time to buy is now because the price is right. And, again, just get a hold of us here if you're looking for something uh, in the dairy line, fresh heifers. We have several consignments of just fresh heifers. We have uh, several herds for sale and also open heifers. So a good selection uh, for a private treaty sale there. So just call us, 715-687-4101. And, Bob, I guess uh, that's all we have for this very interesting week. And I guess all we can do is enjoy the weekend and see what next Monday brings us. <laughs> that's all we're left with, that's for sure. But at least uh, you might be able to sit on the deck and watch the dogs do their thing this weekend. Well, I don't think we have to worry. They were talking about the garden before. I tell you, it's, uh, I oh. don't think we have to worry about doing that for a little while because the ground temperature is very cold. Oh, yeah. that's for sure. Maybe a little inside gardening. Hey, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Bob. You guys enjoy the weekend also. Thank you very much. Will do. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 29 degrees. We've got 47 for the high today. 59 with sunshine tomorrow. We're about uh, 13 minutes before 6 at Wax. Farmers, are you thinking about taking advantage of these low fuel prices? You can by buying a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550-gallon farm tanks are in stock at USEMCO. USEMCO fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting, followed by a urethane coating to prevent rusting. Full factory warranty, and they're easy to move, too, with a skid-type design. Get the best quality fuel tank and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal at 608 372 Use Semco, Highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toma. 
A1 Rental Express in Eau Claire and Rice Lake wants you to know they're open and renting, thoroughly cleaning and sanitizing their items every day. With over 5,000 items, they have what you need for everyday and unforeseen projects. Essentials like generators, dehumidifiers, LP gas, and ozone machines designed to kill viruses. Lawn and garden tools for every task and equipment for any size project. So call ahead. Reserve with a credit card. They offer contactless curbside pickup, and they load it for you. A1 Rental, excelling in customer service and open for you. Unlock the potential of your outdoor world at your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer. Countryside Cooperative with innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, utility vehicles, and professional products. Every Cub Cadet machine is engineered with you in mind. Stop by our open house on April 17th and 18th starting at 9 a.m. and test drive the 2020 UTVs, XT Enduro Series lawn tractors, and the Ultima zero-turn mowers that deliver the next level in comfort. Countryside Cooperative, located at 514 East Main Street in Duran. Your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we take a look at the rest of our markets on this Friday morning, Board of Trade overnight, two cents higher at 321. The oats down a fraction at 288. May wheat down two at 527. Beans up two at 839. Meal up a dollar ten a ton at two hundred ninety-two dollars and ninety cents. Country elevator prices: Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn today at two ninety-seven. Soybeans at eight seventeen. On the DTN screen: Corn at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo two seventy-six. Beans at seven eighty-three. Elk Mound two seventy-eight and seven eighty-nine. Corn at Sparta is two eighty. Beans at seven eighty-four. Ellsworth two sixty-eight and seven eighty-three at the methanol pl- ethanol plants. Boysville corn two eighty six, Stanley two seventy three, New Richmond two seventy one. Barrel cheese down three and a quarter to a dollar a pound. The blocks up three quarters to a dollar and three quarter cents. Butter up to at one sixteen. Near month class three, April down twenty eight thirteen forty one. May is at eleven oh two. June at twelve eleven. July is up three at thirteen ninety one. And August up a nickel at fifteen dollars. Economy furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you gotta see. The biggest selection for miles around, two jam-packed floors of quality. At Economy, you don't have to wait for a sale, it can be yours immediately. Everyday low prices on the best brand names, and we finance it interest-free. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Furniture's for me. Zinc deficiency can reduce corn yields by up to 40%. Countryside Cooperative Agronomists say that although it's only needed in small quantities, zinc is essential for production of the carbohydrates, proteins, and chlorophyll that will drive grain production. In fact, plant growth and development stops when specific zinc-dependent enzymes aren't available. It's easy to see why an in-furrow zinc application is a smart investment to promote early season plant health and to protect yield potential. Ultra-shade zinc easily mixes with starter fertilizer and is formulated to increase nutrient efficiency and availability to plants. That means zinc will be accessible when plants need it most to optimize early season plant growth and development. Call Countryside Cooperative at 800-236-7585 or visit CountrysideCoop.com. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. The Robins are back and so is Brent Wink on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program this morning. And uh, Brent, that 2019 was quite a season. Some of the combines are still rolling, getting the crop off. It was that big, huh? Oh, absolutely, Bob. Good morning to you, and it's great to be back for another season, kind of doing the Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, kind of uh, planting and growing and harvesting season here. But, yeah, yeah, like you said, last year's harvesting season kind of went into overtime a little bit. I know it it did on our farm as well. We uh, didn't finish till February. And that's not a good thing. Well, let's, let's get the program that should be on this week with Brent. Once again this morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, Brent Wink is joining us on our planting, growing, and harvesting time of the year. 
And, Brent, we thought here a week or so ago we were going to be pretty close to planting, but now it looks more like Christmas than it does springtime out there. That's not what we needed, 9 or 10 inches of snow, is it? My goodness, Mother Nature kind of played a trick on us to see that uh, that surprise on Easter. But, Bob, I hope these robins have gotten enough snowfalls on them now. What do they, what do they say they need? Three? That's what they say, and and also they say the best oat crops are the ones that get snow on them, and anybody that got oats in got a lot of snow on their oats. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think they'll be just fine, though. So it's yeah, it's been a strange episode, but looks like we've got a pattern of nice weather coming, so hopefully that'll straighten out and we'll be able to get rolling soon. So what kind of recommendations have we got this weekend? Because it's not going to happen in the next day or two. Yeah, absolutely. So I got a lot of calls on the alfalfa. So I thought I'd maybe go through that a little bit. You know, the alfalfa fields that we're starting to wake up and what's going to happen with them and what can we expect. You know, alfalfa plants are a very, very resilient plant. They're a very winter-hardy plant in the fall. And when they go dormant, you know, they've built up a nice carbohydrate reserve in their roots. Then in the spring, it's kind of a 30-day process of coming out of dormancy. Those plants will have a lot of sugar content that remains high in those plants, and that actually acts like antifreeze. We had a lot of plants that were breaking dormancy, uh, you know, are starting to green up. I think those fields are going to be just fine, especially those fields that looked really good going into last fall. I've kind of always said if a stand was poor going into the fall, the one thing you can guarantee is that it didn't get any better coming through the winter. But those ones that we had plenty of regrowth left on them, uh, over the winter, and were looking really good last fall. Those ones that I had walked before this snowstorm, they were starting to wake up and green up and looking really good. And our soil temperature actually is still probably in that 30s range. We got good insulation kind of in that soil. So I think we're going to be just fine. Some of the fields that we were seeing some issues with, if uh, late cuttings were taken and those fields are bare, found a little bit of heaving, nothing like the extent that we found a year ago. So some of those fields, I think, are going to be a little bit slower to wake up. So maybe going out and taking a look at, at uh, some of those fields and to see how they did winter as we get some better weather coming here. Then just as we get out there and kind of looking at where we're going to seat down, making sure that you work with your agronomist to look at soil pH. It's too late, really, to try and spread some lime this fall, uh, spring for something you're going to seat down this spring. So make sure that you got good, adequate soil pH. Then I always get the questions at, at planting, what should they do? And actually, you know, uh, alfalfa likes a good amount of phosphorus and potassium at planting. And even a little bit of nitrogen uh, can definitely help get those plants established. Or some of these dairies, if they're getting manure on some of those acres, uh, that can be a good plan as well. So just working with your agronomist to kind of take a peek at some of these fields. Certainly over this next week to 10 days, we're going to get a lot better gauge on how some of these fields are doing. But this last snowstorm, this this week of uncertainty that we just went through, I don't think is going to have much impact on the alfalfa fields at all. And that's Brent Wink. Thank you, Brent. On our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, and again, social distancing, we're talking with Brent on the phone every week. And, uh, of course, one we get the go-ahead, we'll get Brent here in the studio. Hey, it'll be a nice weekend, 59 tomorrow, but today only about 47 and partly cloudy. It's about 29 right now. Bertrang Roofing, since 1976, residential and commercial, free estimates. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you're not alone. Call the 24-hour helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Wax 104.5